G'day everyone! Hello! Hey guys! It's Dave and Neil on the music podcast. Uh, com today you. Thank you for joining us, guys. We are back in the lovely cozy home of Studios 301. Mm-mm, still without a theme song, so um, <laughs> we're working on it. Yep. Kind of. Not really, are we? It's gonna be something that'll happen. Yep. Owen, uh, our trusty sound engineer. Owen, when are we gonna get a theme song, please? Uh, when you give me one to put on there. No dislike. That's this fair. is your job. <laughs> fair answer. Sound engineer. I think that we make need the a, sounds. We need to walk straight into the office <laughs> at the bloody music.com today. You up on wherever the, the office is. Yeah. Knock on your <laughs> boss's door. Knock, knock. Hello there, sir. Yep. We demand a, a theme song. I've asked. Immediately, him. please. He said, yeah, sort it out. That's what he said. The he company said, is called The Music. Yeah. yeah. Guys, is isn't the- that weird that we're the music podcast.com <laughs> today, but we don't have any music on the show? We're working on it. Well, you keep saying that. So what, it's episode 12. <laughs> I think it's. Oh, yeah. No, it's 11. Because we celebrated our. No, actually, I think it's. No, 12. no, because we wanted to celebrate last week. We we're like, <laughs> hey, let's celebrate. This is our 10th episode. You're Spotify like, Spotify. Our- yeah. <laughs> but it's our 11th episode. And it was like, well. <laughs> Spotify hated that idea. Like, Spotify, it's your fifth birthday. It's our nine 11th. week anniversary. <laughs> you have done a lot of streams. We've done a couple of podcasts. Got a couple of podcasts. So yeah. similar, but not really. So look, there are things we want to do. Um, one of <laughs> those things is get music so that you don't feel like you're listening to just two guys sitting in a garage. <laughs> We're in a very fancy studio. I just want an intro that is reflective of the fanciness of often, our studios. Often we get guests in the studio and, you know, we try to be best friends with them and they're more interested in the studio itself than they are doing the podcast. Yeah. Like, we haven't... Our pitched. questions are like, you know, you know, how are you? How's your day been? Like, my name's Neil. And they're like, cool. Where's that lounge from? Did you get these lights? That's a cool window. And like, yep. I feel like we're also missing an opportunity to pitch to people to do our... Because we meet with, like, amazing musicians every single week. Yeah. Like, we met with Vera Blue and Peking Dark. Imagine that collaboration on the Dave and Neil podcast intro. Mm. Peking Dark doing the beats. Yep. Vera Blue doing the sing-song. Yep. Or the singing, even. <laughs> the sing-song. <laughs> you know, Dave and Neil, maybe we're in the background, got some tambourines going well, on. I, well, I, I promise we're working on it. We'll maybe, I mean, Marcus from North Lane gave us one. We can try that for a while. <laughs> we're not even working on it. <laughs> we're like, we're working on it. No, we're not. It's an illusion. We Every single week, you and I go, we should do a theme song. I go, yeah, yeah. That doesn't count as working on it. And then we just move on <laughs> with our we life. move on. Yeah. Like, what are we going to talk about this week? Well... <laughs> A whole well, bunch ma- of stuff. Well, maybe look at the segue here. Maybe we'll ask the, uh, our guest on today's show because we're talking to Alt-J. Uh, again, we're recording on... It's a Friday morning here, which means today is the release of their new album, Relaxer. Um, and we caught up with the boys. Uh, they're in Sydney recently. So this is a, a great chat that we're going to play for you very shortly. Mm. Um, but Dave, keep it on the music theme here. Mm. want to kick it off first of all. Very exciting news. Again, it's Friday morning. If you listen to this on a Wednesday morning, get off our backs. This is breaking for us. Uh, fucking Foo Fighters have just released a brand new song out of nowhere. Ba-boom. Um, it's called Run. Um, obviously, the guys, they're playing, Foo, uh, they're playing Foo Fighters. They're playing Glastonbury this year. Because, um, you know, they've kind of been quiet lately. Like, everyone was saying, are they breaking up? They're on indefinite hiatus. Uh-uh. Try breaking up with Dave Grohl. Just yeah. try it. He's too, much do cool, it. he's too much of a cool guy. Too cool. So yeah, the song Run is out now. Um, check it out. It's fucking awesome. Can um, we can we play a bit? We can't. We're not allowed to play a bit, are no, we? We need it's licenses. Against the rules. Gotta get licenses. Oh, also, God. a theme song. We're working on it. Get off our backs. Love, David Neil. That didn't. The bureaucracy. This is why we uh, we need. This is run. why. I, I can't even like sing in time for fuck's sake. I'm happy for us. Like maybe you know, Owen, if you lay down a beat, <laughs> we'll like write some lyrics. 
and we can just do it ourselves. Well, we'll go again. We, we we're such like annoying, stupid teasers. But with some of the guests we have lined up in the coming weeks, maybe we'll get them to rap about it. Oh, I'm oh. hinted at something. Is it's it a, Justin Bieber? It's, it's not, not. Justin he doesn't Bieber. rap. Doesn't rap. No, he doesn't. Uh, oh, he sometimes raps. I guess well. just ask yourself who's going to be in Sydney next week. Perhaps who's going to be in Sydney next week. Perhaps they're playing a song and a set at a particular art factory. Is it Adele? I don't know. I don't know. Are they going to be here next week? We'll Think see. about that. We'll see. We'll see. Sometimes schedules uh, get conflicted and things don't work out. We're doing <laughs> yeah, our best. We're trying our best. Jesus. Um, but yeah, the other thing I want to talk to you about is the Aria charts. Um, Good. Everyone knows the Aria charts. I've been waiting for you to talk about the, the Aria charts. The Aussie music charts. Um, in the last couple of weeks, especially... Um, we have seen a, uh, a rapid decline of Australian-made songs uh, on the charts. This week, in the top 40, there is two Australian songs, Bliss and Nasso's Moments and Dean Lewis's Waves. Two songs in the top 40. And I think past that, if you look at the entire top 100... And they're not in the top 10, are they? Like, they're kind of... No, I think Dean Lewis, I think, was 16. Bliss and Esso were somewhere in the 30s. I got it up here. Yeah, um, Dean Lewis, 16, and Bliss and Esso are... Derp, 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 derp. Uh, 30. Yeah, and then if you if you look at, like, past... In the top 100 in itself, I think there's uh, Chameleon by Pinal, which is... 50-something, Amy Shark has two songs in there, and I think there's Flume. So all in all, there is, what, six Australian songs in the top 100. That's crazy. We, like, did a story. You can check it out on themusic.com.au. I compared um, the ARIA charts to some of the international charts. The US charts, for example, in their top 40, 31 are locally made songs. The UK have 13 locally made songs in the top 40. Mm. Like... This is a problem, and again, you can check the story out on the website. But um, I spoke to a couple. But what what, what is the problem? Well, I I sp- like in your in your mind, I spoke to a couple of of the industry. Michael Gadinsky, obviously, the Mushroom Group founder, um, and Stephen Green from SGC. Um, a lot of I don't want to say the blame, but like their concern is that one radio is you know like you and I always talk about this. Like when mm. was the last time you sat down and listened to commercial radio? Like. Um, <sighs> Like never, yeah. never. I mean, like if I listen on the radio, I, it tends to be Triple J or FBI. It just tends to be what's yeah. what's on around me. Um, but like you know, right, like Gadinsky, like said it perfectly. Like radio used to be a leader. Now it's a follower. People stream their music. Yeah. Um, you know, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever it may be. You're streaming this right now. Thanks very much for that, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you, you stream everything, and um, again, these guys made a really cool point. Is that a lot of the streaming that you listen to, say on Spotify, they're internationally made playlists. Yeah. Like, you know, so if you've got a playlist that's full of Bieber and Drake and Adele and Childish Gambino, there's a, a slim chance that there's going to be, you know, the Smith Street Band on there or, or fucking Vera Blue. Like, it's... Well, I mean, the great thing, is, and we have spoken about this a couple of times, is that, like, you know, Triple J, obviously, you know, partly because it's their culture and partly because they have quotas to meet, mm. have been putting forward Australian music... Um, at the forefront for, you know, the majority of their, exi- the entirety of their existence, mm. right? Um, and so it's been an incredible way to find new music. And because of their relationship that they've had with, um, you know, local uh, festivals and, and supporting touring means that, like, there is uh, that sort of huge support for local music yeah. um, through that avenue. But as more and more people move away from that, uh, move away from traditional radio, 
uh, is it just that we're, we're discovering less Australian music? The mo- for the most part, as well, commercial radios, um, you know, they're required to play 25% Australian music between 6am to midnight. Like, that's not a lot. Well, is that, that's a real thing. That's, yeah, like, that's, they that's, have a that's, that's, that's not just something I said from the top of my head. You don't even have to fact check this one. Like, that's, that's a thing. Like, yeah. 25% between 6am to midnight has to be Australian Do music. Do they have a quota for, like, primetime hours? Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure maybe there's, I mean, we can check, but from my understanding, it's just... Wait, sorry, 6 a.m. to midnight, so so during daytime. Yep. Okay. Like 25%, like, that's absolutely required. That's commercial radio? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, so, but this is the other thing as well, we mentioned this in the story, um... That blows my mind. Yeah, we, well, we mentioned this in the story, is that a lot of Australian artists, like, things, especially now, seem to have to click internationally, for them to start, like, look at, um, you know, look at Amy Shark. Like, obviously, the Triple J Hottest 100 thing, like, started her. That's awesome. Mm. But then she was getting praise from Tom DeLonge and Lena Dunham. And then you look at people like Empire of the Sun. Like, you know, they've, they've obviously had a, a following in the US for a while. But last year, they had their um, Walking on a Dream, which came out in 2009, <laughs> appear on, on a an Honda ad. commercial. <laughs> so that jumped into the charts. They played on fucking Ellen. Last year, and like playing Walking on a Dream, like <laughs> Shooting Stars, like the hilarious meme from yep. Bag Raiders. Yeah, that's another one. Like great they song. Also came out in two thousand nine. These are all songs I'm very happy are making. Oh, it's great. Like, <laughs> it's, and, that, and that meme is one of my favorites. But it, like you know, that song came out in two thousand nine. Mm. That song is now, or not at the moment, like it debuted on the US dance charts this year. Yeah, and their debut album also made on the charts because people obviously in the States and everywhere, I guess, who saw that meme, it went global, yeah. kind of go, oh, this this band or act or whatever is a thing. Like, you know, and it's true because if playlists are being curated internationally, how many people are going to go, let's see what's happening in Australia. It needs to be put in mm. front of them. Well, so, so is that the solution? Like, like, what is the solution we're putting forward? Like, do we need to, um, by we, I mean, does the industry need to be working closely with, you know, Spotify, with Tidal, with Apple Music, mm. to be making sure that there is a local push? Uh, what are the solutions that are being put forth by the industry? I think it's it's the solution is right now up in the air because, I mean, what do you do? Like, again, mm. look at the top 40. There's two Australian acts. How do you turn that around? Well, what, yeah. do you just yell at people? Listen to more Australian music, idiot. Like, what do you... But I mean, like, I think we know, like, we know from from history that it's not, like, it's not about, in a, it's not about people listening to Australian music and being like, fuck, I don't want to hear this. Mm. We know that if people, if you put Australian music in front of people, if you um, have access to Australian music, if you're discovering Australian music, more than likely it's going to be in your playlist. More yeah. than likely you're going to be embracing it. Um, I mean, that's why Triple J has been as successful as it has been because yeah. Australians have been responding to our own music and we are a, a leader in terms of the kind of music that we do yeah, produce. Yeah, and as well, because you, when you think about the Australian acts who do mm. uh, have a following in the States, for example, like yeah. they do really well. The Avalanches, Tame Impala, um, yeah. even King Gizzard. Like they played but on, is, I think, I want to say Conan? But it is about, about access and this, like, cause we have the, like the reverse of this conversation all the time where, you know, because I don't drive, I don't listen to the radio. Yeah. So like, you know, when I, 
I, I don't discover a lot of music unless it is through Spotify. Yeah. Um, and so like every now and then you'll be like, oh, Ed Sheeran has a new song. And because... I mean, I'm still shocked that you don't know Ed Sheeran's song. Well, yeah, but because like, I, I, you know, like I've, I probably heard him in the background when I've like been shopping or whatever, yeah, like yeah, be, yeah. because I'm not listening to the radio in the car and because like he's, you know, not popping up in the playlist that I'm listening to on Spotify. Mm. Like I'm just not aware of of his music. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess I am more so now through the show, but mm. I, I'm not as aware of his music as I think people w- would expect me to be. Yeah. And so I think the reverse of that, you know, it's, it, there is, it's really, really easy to have entire streams of music, entire types of music, entire types of artists completely outside of your world of experience. If you're not in the car every day, if yeah. you're not, um, you know, exploring beyond what you normally would, on on Spotify on your yeah. on your streaming playlists, mm. and so now that we are rediscovering the way that we're interacting with music, and we're rediscovering the way that we um, uh, find new music, mm. how can the Australian industry jump on that and rather than trying to fight it, embrace that, mm. embrace the algorithm yeah. to try and put more Australian music in front of listeners? Well, Aria, the Aria, sorry, the Aria, Aria recently announced that streaming data will be included in the chart figures, which was seen as a good thing. But, you know, the last two weeks, there's been the two songs in the charts that, you know, the new figures come out tomorrow. Maybe there'll be more. I don't know if there's mm-hmm. less. Fuck, we're in trouble. But, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I mean, I'd, I'd love to know, um, like, how people actually, um, like, a uh, discover new music yeah like through their streaming apps like for me like a big thing is i go to like your daily mix on spotify yeah and like i'll just listen to yeah stuff that's kind of like the stuff i'm sort of listening to the yeah. problem is obviously is that the music that i'm i'm listening to from that is a combination of stuff that i'm already listening to and stuff that spotify is like hey this person's exactly yeah. like the thing you're currently listening yeah, to yeah. so it does sort of keep you within a certain bubble yeah um but it, like h- how are people sort of finding new music if they're not listening to the radio That's it, uh, yeah. like what like what are the ways that you're using spotify mm. to to find new types of music yeah are you following certain people are you using your daily mix are you going you know and browsing these sort of made um like new music uh, uh playlists that are sort of pre-done by spotify um are you just crawling like are mm. you just sort of crawling through through music like yeah. how are you engaging um i'd love to hear that mm. Can people get in touch with us, Neil? There's no phone line, but <laughs> no, I mean, like, but like, is there like can call they... the office? Just, uh, <laughs> just tell our receptionist. She'll uh, she'll write all your thoughts. <laughs> is to there an, like a like a we should set up an email address, shouldn't we? <laughs> well, we can't. I mean, we're we just gonna sit here and wait for the first email. Everyone talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> we'll let you know. We, we can pick it up next week. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's the thing. Here's something we're definitely gonna do more so than the intro is we're gonna come up with like a like a podcast <laughs> at themusic.com.au that you can email us or something. Yeah. Because I want to hear what people think. Neil, and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, this is a real thing. I want to do this. Can we do this? I mean, we can. I mean, because, again, we used to do radio, so we'd be like, call in now, and that would be fun. But call in next week, and we'll read it out. It's probably dated, but that's fine. Yelling into the void. (laughs) Like, some sort of way for people to be like, hey, that episode sucked. (laughs) Or like, hey, here's how I do Spotify. (laughs) You know, it's a little bit of... A little bit of back and forth, yeah. a little bit of tete-a-tete. Yeah, I mean, again, will. again, the new traffic is coming out tomorrow, so I guess we can... Maybe maybe there'll be no Australian songs. Maybe there'll be 40. Yeah. Maybe the top bit, I doubt it. But maybe there'll be a lot more. I don't know. I guess we'll just have right. to Here are my promises to you, dear listener. Next week, we will have a way that you can get in touch with us. Yep. And we will have 
probably discuss the theme song again <laughs> and done nothing about it. Here's how our discussions about the theme song go. We should get a theme song. Yeah. So how's your week been? Like that's generally how it yep. goes. Yeah. Yeah. We're working on it. We're working on um, it. But we should move on to very exciting Splendor in the Grass is coming up in July. Mm-hmm. A couple months away. A couple months. Next month. It's June. Holy shit. Um, the Splendor in the Arts, clever, Ooh, announced like their that. program yesterday. Um, if you've been to Splendor before, you'll, you may have recognized the giant Lionel Richie face. Maybe the giant Nicolas Cage. This year, they're doing sad Kanye West, which is probably very exciting for you, Dave, because you're sick for Kanye. Why is he sad in this... He's I mean, he's, he's always kind of stone-faced, isn't he? Well, did you hear, like... He's rarely, like, stoked. <laughs> you know why he does that? Why? Um, there was this amazing quote by him, which I will try to find. Um, but he was asked, like, why do you always frown in, like, photos? Mm. And he was like, well, because I looked at all of these, like, um, classical, like, pictures. Like, 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 portraits of, like, you know, people people posing for portraits. Mm. And, like, they're never smiling. And there's something really cool about that. Like he, that's a hundred percent cool. But like, no, don't get me wrong. You don't have to make it look like you're taking a fucking school picture. <laughs> but like, you don't have to look so down every time. Like he's out. It's like, oh god, what's happened? Is he ill? What's happened? Like he's just not. He's just. I mean, I'm doing the face right now. Like listeners can see what I'm mm. doing. But he just. <laughs> I mean, like it's from what I from what we're being sold. These are the people who did the Nicolas Cage. Um, Nicolas Cage. That's weird. Nick Cage face. Um, so, I mean, you, it's going to be, co- I mean, it'll be cool. Can I, can I read the Kanye quote? Oh yeah. The quote that you said. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Kanye quote. I looked at all these people's photos and they look so real and their outfits were incredible and they weren't smiling and people, you know, the paparazzi <laughs> always come up to me. Why are you not smiling? And I think not smiling makes me smile. When you see paintings in an old castle, people are not smiling because it just <laughs> wouldn't look as cool. Well, here's, cool, the thing, Kanye. here's the thing, Kanye. Not smiling doesn't make you smile because you're not smiling. So I think it's like an, it's an internal smile. No, it's not. It's not an internal smile. <laughs> an internal smile would be I'm happy inside. So express it. Express yourself, please. These are all. These are all things. <laughs> these are all things. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So it'll be very cool. I mean, a lot of people were again. You've never been to Splendor, have you? No, no. I yeah. want to go this year. Would be great. We're working on it. Well, uh, I keep asking. If, if the music.com.au bosses are listening, hey guys, what's going on? We're waiting. Can we do the podcast live from Splendor? I mean, that's not really their call. And to make, by live, but... I mean, can we just do a podcast from Splendor? We just go to Splendor, please. Just want to go. To God, Sp- well, think of all the interviews we'll have, bosses. Yeah. <laughs> think of all the best friends we'll make. Um, but in saying that, yeah, like a lot of people were kind of disappointed because the 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 Nick Cage, the way it was sold, was this amazing, like legit, like that is Nick Cage's face, it's the giant head. It was yeah, but it's just a big inflatable thing, so it could be. I don't. Really, I don't want to burst the bubble, but I mean, I would. I would still want to see a sad Kanye. Yeah, well, it's so, like inflatable well, in ten so, meters high. On, people, hold on. I got to clarify the problems. The problem was that the when they advertised there was going to be a big inflatable Nick Cave head at Splendor. Yeah, it and then you. It looked like the actual photo of the of the advertised face looked amazing. Yeah, and then when we actually got there, um, the the blown up head didn't look like any head. It was. I mean, you could say I guess that's Nick Cage, but but in saying that, the Lionel Richie one that's been there before is fucking awesome. Yeah, sure. So you know. Get excited for that. Yep. Um, but I guess, considering we're staying on the music here, um, we should go straight to Old J. So the boys are releasing, well, they've released Relaxer today. It mm-hmm. being Friday, I remember that, please. Yeah. Um, we caught up with Tom from Alt J um, while the boys were doing some stuff in Sydney. Um, so, yeah, listen to this. Have a, have a sit back, relax, and enjoy us talking to Tom in the past right now. Boom. 
Congratulations on Relaxer. Um, how are we feeling in the lead up to it? Good, yeah, very good. It's a nice period actually. Um, you know, we've kind of finished everything. Mm. It's all ready. It's being pressed at the moment. Um, yeah, we're excited for people to hear it now. It's yeah. it's this kind of in limbo bit, which is exciting. But um, yeah, I, I just can't wait for people to hear it. Really, mm. the whole album. You know, there's two singles out, and uh, people seem to like those. So. Yeah. We talk about the downtime. I mean, right now we're in the middle of a tennis court and you guys are just hanging around some rackets. Do you feel like you need some tennis time? Are you a tennis player? I'm not. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. I'm one of those people who thinks they're good at it and then when it comes to it, I'm not very good at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had tennis lessons at school, but no, I like football, soccer. Yeah, see, in Australia, everyone says, it's not football, it's soccer. I disagree. I'm a big football fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's football. I, yeah, yeah, but a tennis, I'm just not very good at it. Yeah. The court is always a lot bigger than you think it is. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to mention as well, I mean, two things that people have been saying about Relaxer in the lead-up. One, it's the most mature album to date, and two, it's a completely new direction for old Jay. Do you agree with both statements, or one of, or disagree with both? I agree with maybe the fact that it's our most mature work. Yeah. You know, because it is our third album, and, and we've been to, been a band almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a little bit more refined, you know, and we know what we're doing a bit more now. But um, in terms of it being a new direction, I can see why people say that. It's been said a few times, but I think for us, because we, we concentrate on, you know, track by track, and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, chorus by chorus, or, you know... Um, we're not really thinking of we, we try and push ourselves but we're not thinking in terms of like the grand scheme of like the music scene or the you know our place in it really it's mm. kind of it happens almost by accident the music really I mean it's obviously a bit too early to say how it's going to be defined but you know looking back on on your last couple of albums how do you want your fans to say well how do you see this album I think it's a good kind of it's a good opportunity for, for music fans to, to get a lot there's a lot in it mm-hmm. you know there's, there's a lot of layering and there's a lot of kind of different genres you know and yeah. I think for people that are fans of our music they're gonna get a lot from it you know because it's you know I don't know it's it's hard to um, it's hard to pin down but I'd like them to kind of get a lot from it you know not not it just be a one listen kind of thing Yeah. and I think we've, we've kind of proved that that's not the case with the first two albums you know they're both in the same respect there's a lot going on, not mm. too much, I hope. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for people to take what they can from it, really, interpret it in their own ways, you know, which they often do, which is great. What I loved as well with with the relaxer artwork is that it's from a PlayStation game. We're talking about you guys being mature, but this artwork is from from a PlayStation. Like, are you guys big gamers? I am. Yeah, good. I am. Yeah, I'm uh, PlayStation. Play, I have good. a PlayStation and an Xbox and an you Nintendo can't, Switch. You can't do that. I mean, Nintendo's fine. Nintendo's its own thing. Xbox or PS. Well, the reason I come get, on, mate. The reason I get both is because I have two different friend groups. Oh, really? On each. Yeah. And they hate each other just as much. Well, I mean, I've got friends back at home that use Xbox. Yeah. And I grew up playing Xbox. Yeah. But then I've got a friend from university who plays PlayStation. So I play like Battlefield on PlayStation, mm-hmm. and I'll go and play Call of Duty on Xbox. Yeah. Um, and and you just don't tell the other group no, what you're doing. Them, no. Perfect. I, yeah, I pretend that I'm busy when, <laughs> when I'm on, on one or the other. Um, again, you, looking at you guys, you've been together for a while now, but you're going from strength to strength. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. This is going to be the third time you guys play Glastonbury. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, is that mental? Looking like even like you said, just as a fan of music, you know, you're not only are you playing Glastonbury, this is your third time, and you're at the top order of that bill too. You're not like down the bottom playing, you know, as people are walking in. Mm, yeah, it's crazy. 
it's funny Glastonbury because it's, it, I'd never been before until we played and then it's so big mm. like, it's just a whole like city there's like 300,000 people mm. yeah and getting to play you know the slot that we have is insane you know it doesn't really I don't really think about it too much because it's it's kind of out of our hands really you know mm. a lot of a lot of it is like we take people's word for it you know like our managers and people are like well you, you can do this slot it's like right well okay I mean and also because it's been a while since we played it's just like wow you know that's going to be one of the first festivals we'll do um, but I'm really really excited about it it's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity to reach a lot of people Glastonbury do you get to go there and just do your thing and leave or do you hang around a lot because obviously Glastonbury kind of have the best of the best yeah. is there anyone you're looking forward to seeing this year well it's, it's unfortunate because we, we will literally fly in we were in Germany the night before oh wow um, we fly in and then literally play and then we fly straight back out afterwards Jeez, yeah, so right. we're back in Germany the next day wow. the scheduling is insane yeah you know and I hate flying but I just I can't so fire the schedule is what you're trying to say it's yeah <laughs> it's a shame you know because we, we literally won't I mean we'll, we might get to see the, the first couple of bands on before us yeah. but it's likely when we get there we'll probably just want to kind of warm up yeah yeah well, dude, thanks so much. Um, congratulations again, and we'll see you when you get back to Australia. Thank you. Thanks a lot. So, Alt J's new album, Relaxer, is out today. The guys are coming back to Australia to tour in December. Um, they're coming with Warpen. It's going to be an amazing tour, and it's proudly presented by the music. See what I did there? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, get your tickets next week, I believe, when they go on sale. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Warpen, so we're sitting in the uh, in the studio as we do before before the show kicks off. and a homeboy, production meeting. Homeboy Owen was yeah. chatting about... His experience uh, with war paint. Um, do you want to? Do you want to let us know, mate? Do you want to want to walk us through the the situation? Yeah, I, uh, I I I bought tickets to the last tour. Yep. Yep. Uh, back in like what October when they went on sale, I think it was when it, when yeah. it happened. That's too much fact checking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a, that sounds like accurate. Yeah. Then I worked really hard for the rest of the year. <laughs> At, by the time Christmas happened, I was exhausted. It was. Uh, it kind of like wiped half my memory from from the whole year beforehand because yeah. there's so much work to do, and then I forgot that I'd completely bought a ticket that <laughs> they were touring idea. anything. And then one day I was I saw some news saying, "Oh, like Warpainter touring," and I was like, "Oh, sick! I should get a ticket." Oh wait, I'm going to a wedding that day. Can't get a ticket. All good. And then I'm at this wedding on like the central coast. We're at this like beach house overlooking the beach. It's like beautiful. Sounds great. And it's like a wonderful day because it's this wedding. And then. My phone goes. I look down. Reminder: War paint tickets for tonight. I'm like, no. <laughs> and by that point, it's it's, it's too late to sell the tickets. Oh, it is well, way too late. So the the, the, the concert's on in in two hours, and mm. I'm on the Central Coast at a wedding. Can't can't yeah. be done. Can't, can't be, done. be done. And so we raise the question, um, which raise another question, mm. which is in that situation. You can't sell the tickets. It's too late to sell the tickets. You yeah. could probably put something on Facebook and be like, hey, I got two tickets. Who wants them? But, you know, it's, it's a pick, pick up from the box office situation. So yeah. you, can't, you can't even be like, hey, go pretend you're me. You'll need ID, right? Yeah. yeah. So and there's that, no one I can give my ID to as well because it's because you're, And you're in the digital ghost. Yeah. Right. So, like, at that point, you only have two options in our mind. One is just let it, let it fly, which yeah. is probably what you did, which is fair call. Mm. Just, like, just let the tickets go to waste. Or... Call up the box office and be like, hey, friends, I can't come. Give my tickets away. But surely there's a 
like a refund thing where it's like you can't return the day of. Well, no, no, that's what I'm saying. So you call up the box office yeah. and be like, well, I don't know, maybe you can't, but I'm saying is like in that situation where it's too late to get a refund, it's too late to, to sell the tickets or to pass them on to a friend. Can you call up a box office and be like, hey, I have these tickets. I cannot be there. Can you please give them away to someone? So you mean like do like a good Samaritan thing? Like just- I, I'm like pay it forward. Like, like, like call them up. Be like, I, I, there's literally these tickets are going to go to waste. I want to, I want to give them away. Yeah. Just give them away. If you call up the box office at say the opera house where I think Wallpaint was playing, would they then go? Yep. Cool. Awesome. We're going to give away these tickets. I th- but I think the gesture is super sweet if the show sold out. What if, say, for example, there's plenty of tickets left? It's like, sure, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But, like, I feel like, you know, most... Like, would that have been a sold-out gig? Actually, not sure. No. Yeah. But, I mean, like, the, 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 I think the intention is that, like, you, you are doing a super cool thing. Like, you're just giving the tickets away because you can't yep. go. I, think, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know how that would work. If you just call them, like, sure, okay. Because... I mean, how? I mean, especially like even just be like, "Hey, the kids in the box office. Like, do you want my tickets?" I mean, we've, we've all been in a situation where, like, we're talking in a sold out gig. We've all been in a situation where you're trying to get tickets, and something gets sold out, and you just yep. you feel useless. Like, you can't do anything. Do people like? I, I want to know. Like, are there ever people that kind of you know, say say a gig sold out? You really want to go to this gig? Mm. Would you go to the box office on the day of and be like, "Hey." Mm. Has anyone not shown up? Has anyone, like, tried to offload their tickets? I've never done that before, but, I mean, I'm sure people have. We used to work at a cinema. I remember I had plenty of people. I think I've told you a story before. I remember, like, the night, uh, the day the Avengers came out, Mm. and it was, like, a 9 o'clock session. It was sold out down in the front row. Yeah. And at 9.10, this guy rocks up, and he's like, hey, I'm after one ticket to the Avengers. I was like, "Uh, okay, I think it's just about to start, and you'd be sitting, like, in the front row. Of like a like you know like the the worst case scenario like you're just basically neck up the entire movie. Yeah. Are you sure? He's like, yeah, totally fine. I was like, cool. And he's like, so I get that for half price, right? And I was like, why? <laughs> and he's like, well, because I'll, I'll be in the front row. And I'm like, no. that's that's you know you can't just <laughs> that's yeah, on you, buddy. No, like, discount, mate. Yeah, you can't you can't just be like, thanks. Like, no, that then I think it would be the same with gig, mm. but but like I guess that for him is that like he sort of figured like well if I show up last minute. I get a discount because yeah. I'm like going to fill a seat they haven't filled. Yeah. But like in my mind, it's the other side of that, which is like, if you show up last minute and you're like, I couldn't get tickets to yeah. this. Is there any, I freak? would do it. Like, like, say, let me in. Is that, me say in the if gig. there was a band that you desperately wanted to go to, they sold yeah. out and it was a, a very common thing. If you show up to the venue and there's like a form an orderly queue here of the people who yeah. didn't get tickets and they just wait to see, I would do it. Well, because I know, like, figure back in the blockbuster video days when you used to show me, like, is this movie here? Like, sorry, sold out. You're like, can you call me as soon as the movie's in and I'll come straight back? Totally. Well, it's like like the Broadway thing where, like, you know, uh, they always set aside like thirty tickets for lottery. So you go at the beginning of like a sold out session, yeah, and you go like, hey, put me in the lottery, and then you wait around and they they call up people and you can buy the tickets for like thirty bucks or whatever. Yeah. So like, I wonder if like. Do these box offices have a system in place where if, if the gig sold out, mm. someone calls up right beforehand and goes, hey, my name's Owen. Um, I got two tickets. So they're at the box office waiting for me. I'm not coming. Give them away to someone. If you then walked up to the box office and was like, hey, please, please, please yeah. let me in and see Warpaint, they'll be like, today's your lucky day. Owen just called up. <laughs> Here are two tickets, mate. Don't know who Owen is, but I'll thank him later. <laughs> Did we just solve online ticket scamming? 
I hope so. I feel like, like we fuck. Did. Like imagine if you're some jerk who just goes like, look at Sheeran for example. Like again, I, I know you, you said, do we have to talk about Sheeran again this week? But quickly, yeah. he the new shows he announced. Um, the pre-sales went on sale. I think on Wednesday. Yeah. Or Tuesday. That it's relevant. It went on sale this week. Yeah. Literally within ten minutes of the pre-sale going on sale, mm. resale websites were relisting tickets that are one hundred and fifty dollars, by the way, mm. for up to a grand. Like, that's fucking mental. So if in that scenario, let's say you're a guy who missed out on tickets, and again, in this case, because douchey scalpers are just tearing tickets away from you, yeah. you go to the venue the day of the gig and mm. just, like, say, like, you know, the gig sold out. Is there any spare tickets? Like, if you, imagine if you're a scalper. I've got 20 tickets and not one person is buying. You don't care about it, Sharon. You want to get rid of these. Fuck it. I'll just give the tickets back there. This has been a wasted opportunity. Imagine if it was a situation in which, because, like, obviously, like, all of us have been in a situation where we've bought tickets to a gig yeah. and we just cannot go. And we're like, we're trying to sell them online. I have nothing to do with my life, so I'm what always if, at every gig. But like, what if, what if venues offered a situation where they would go, hey, um, we're going to, like, if you have spare tickets, mm. we'll just, like, give them back to us um, and we will attempt to sell them on. If we can't sell them on, you don't get the money. But if yeah. we can sell them on, you get, you get a full refund. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Like, I mean, that, I would think- be, that would be venues, like, literally taking a hit to stop scalping but yep. it would mean that like people could really like easily sell on their tickets and it would also create this amazing culture where people would be like i want to go see a gig today let's go wander up to the opera house and see if there's any um any yeah, like, I think, whatever I think, the cool kids start calling it lingo wise yeah, I mean, I mean, I some refies i don't think we have refunds. i mean we're making up on the spot don't get angry so we don't have yeah. thought it through that properly we're but literally like, i think guys, i think i think i think you've nailed it when you said like it's similar to like the broadway thing you show up you yep. state your intention We'll see what we can do, guys. Mm. And you go there with the intention of knowing there is no guarantee you're going to this show. But yeah. fuck, if you care enough about the gig and you really want to go, I would I would give it a shot. If I was desperate to go to a particular gig, yeah. I would risk going there just to see what happens. And like you're giving, like if it was like a situation where like Owen could call up and be like, hey, here's my reference number. Mm. Um, here are my two tickets. Can you get rid of them for me? Yeah. Then the venue, one, it takes all that onus off his shoulders of like having to go on Facebook, Gumtree, try to find someone to sell it to, try to organize all that payment stuff. The venue goes, yep, cool. We already have all your credit card details online, like mm. on file. Um, we'll try to sell it at the box. Like we'll just put you on the on the list of like tickets we have available at the box office. Mm. If we sell it before the gig, we'll just refund straight onto your credit card. And if we don't sell it before the gig, then you just you know, you wouldn't have sold the tickets anyway. So it's sort of a lost opportunity. Yeah. Create this culture of people going to venues beforehand yeah. and checking out, you know, so rather than like going to scalpers on the street or crawling to pay a thousand bucks online, you go, I'll just like roll the dice and I'll go to the box office beforehand and yeah, maybe I'll get a ticket. And Owen doesn't feel like he's wasted his money. And Owen doesn't feel like he's wasted his money. And he still enjoys the wedding. Yay. And we're all best <laughs> friends. <laughs> Well, uh, if you want to, um, let's just say that's a free idea, yep. unless you find a way to profit from it, in which case Neil and Dave both, and I want to cut, uh, we want a <laughs> cut of that money. And so. let's, let's get to the point where we brought this all up. Uh, we want to <laughs> go to Splendor in the Grass. Can't go to Splendor in the Grass this year? Call Owen. Ideally three tickets. Yep. We and ideally the VIP board. passes, please, and the camping tickets. Don't yeah, be a slouch. Yeah. We, um, if you guys can't go to Splendor, um, 
please send your tickets our way. <laughs> we would like to go. It's just email the email that we haven't made yet, but we will. It's called yep. themusicpodcast.com.au. Don't email yet because Don't it'll, email, just, it'll bounce back. I don't know back. what the address is going to yeah. be yet. Just wait a couple of days. I feel like it'll be like a podcast <laughs> at themusic.com.au would be a good situation. Yeah, we'll work on it. Who's your IT guy? Can we get him on the phone right now? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's call him up. Who is he? What's his name? I guarantee you'll call him. Like, it's Neil. Who's Neil? He doesn't know me. Who is he? What's his name? Do you know his name? I don't, do we have an IT guy? Surely there's an IT guy. <laughs> I mean, we're all, we're all IT guys, aren't we? Well, no, we're not. not. I don't know anything about computers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I will, we'll, we'll switch it over now to, to good old film, Dave. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Because I know... Our segues are... Just they're getting some, worse. <laughs> they're lacking this week, aren't they? First of all, I want to <laughs> clarify, my boss got very angry at me last week when we spoke about The Mummy. And we, we were talking about the monster universe and, you know, Dracula and Dr. Jekyll. Yeah. Uh, we said the werewolf. It's not the werewolf. It's the wolfman. He was very upset about that. It's the wolfman. Oh, the wolfman. And here's something for you, yep. boss, but you didn't know this. Apparently, The Rock's going to play the wolfman. I have heard that. Yep. Which is weird. Well, weirder than Tom Cruise playing the mummy. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Wow. Yeah. Lawyer. Done. Yeah, yeah fair, very fair point. <laughs> um, Considering The Rock's basically hairless. That's pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, but maybe I mean, that's what they want. They want someone who's super hairless to begin with. So when he transforms into the Wolfman, it's like, what? You can't beat Michael what? J. What? He's so crazy. Michael J. Fox is the Wolfman was the best. Well, and I would... does the Rock's Wolfman play basketball really good? Lee, like? I both hope so and <laughs> hope not. At the Slash same don't time. care. <laughs> um, but Wonder Woman obviously is uh, at the center of controversy right now. It's like um, so much needless controversy. Yeah, right so now. It's, I mean, it's. Obviously meant to be groundbreaking in itself. It's, you know, the first female-led superhero movie. It's uh, directed by a female director. Yeah. but um, And also, apparently, the first DC comic book movie that doesn't suck. And I say to someone, like, <laughs> Batman is my man. Love him. He's my jam. But yeah. the, I love how people are building this, like, this is the best DC movie so far. Well, it's not that fucking hard. Because Batman and Superman wasn't very good. I mean, oh, and we're not including... Do we include Suicide get- Squad? Like... I don't want to. <laughs> We're talking about this new universe, right? Yeah. With like, um, since since Man yeah, of Steel, yeah, where they've sort like, of rebooted you know, the, everything. The Aquaman's coming. Like it's being filmed with the Gold Coast right now. Yeah. Um, there's going to be obviously. I was going to say Spider Man. No, no, different universe. Like, but they're building towards that, similar to the Avengers. They'll do a yeah. lot of standalone movies. So they want to do like a Justice League movie, yeah. which is the Justice League is like the the DC version of the Avengers, yeah. where it's like Wonder Woman and Superman and well, they've done Batman Man, 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 Man of Steel is obviously Aquaman, happened. yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, from what I've seen, like you can go to the music.com.au and look at Film Carew's review of Wonder Woman. He hated it, but yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird because it's But a, he I think lo- he, he uniquely hated it because yeah. the reviews for the new Wonder Woman film have been pretty positive. Very positive. Yeah. Uh the early reviews. So I'm I'm gonna lead let you sorry, let you lead. That's yeah. better. What's going on right now? Well, there's, 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 there's two kind of like weirdly controversial things that have sort of surrounded Wonder Woman over the mm. last couple of weeks. The first one is the stupid one. So this was... <laughs> the um, this is the stupid thing, the stupid <laughs> controversy. So uh, at Wonder Woman, uh, there's a theatre chain in, in America yeah. called the Alamo Drafthouse, yeah. um, which uh, is kind of a famous cinema chain for like doing kind of cool screenings yeah. of like really really cool I think um, Tarantino movies. does a lot of his shit there I think he actually yeah. owns a share of it like oh, it's, wow, yeah okay. I, I think so I'm not yeah. sure but it's, it's sort of a famous cinema for like doing really really cool stuff and like being all about um 
you know, the, the cinema experience first. Mm. Um, they're, like, famous for uh, kicking people out if you speak during a movie. Yeah. Uh, like, they used to have these, like, hilarious ads play before, like, R-rated films where they would have, like, a bunch of stars, like, swearing at the audience being, like, don't fucking, like, don't fucking speak during this film yeah. uh, before it starts. So they're, they're kind of famous for that. So they were doing um, a bunch of uh, pre-screenings of Wonder Woman yeah. that were uh, women-only screenings. And, of course, that led to a bunch of butthurt meminists on the internet um, <laughs> being enraged about how there were no um, men allowed at these screenings. Yeah. Um, and that was controversial, apparently. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was like, a, a thing which kind of dominated. I think Alamo's uh, reply to having done these female-only screenings and people getting angry about it was just to add more female-only screenings, <laughs> um, which I thought was kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, it's kind of like... Um, it's it's sort of this strange thing where, you know, this film has, you know, rightly so uh, become this kind of celebration of uh, a, a female-led superhero film... Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by um, a female director. I think um, this is the biggest budgeted film um, ever to be helmed by by a female director. And this really? is, I, I think so. Don't don't hold me to that. I remember I remember hearing that fact. But um, this is this is Patty Jenkins um, who's directing this one. Who um, has she done anything big for? She's done like she's done a lot of TV. Um, like uh, looking at a sort of thing now, uh, Arrested Development. She did a couple uh, nice. episode of uh, Entourage, yeah. The Killing. Yeah. Um, the thing which I think she probably uh, would be best known for was um, Monster with um, Charlize Theron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, was kind of her big film, but this is. I think this is uh, fair to say that this is the biggest movie she's ever done. Yeah. Uh, well, biggest movie uh, I think any female director has sort of done. So it's it's a. It's a very belated triumph yeah. <laughs> in, in that sense, I think, for a lot of people. So it, it, it does kind of make sense for Alamo Drafthouse to kind of turn this into a celebration yeah, and, and to kind of make it about, um, you know, uh, female empowerment. And I do understand the irony of two dudes um, <laughs> talking about this on this apparently dude-only podcast. But, um, <laughs> but like, that was really cool and, like, a really weird uh, situation. Yeah. Um, for like people to get really butthurt about. Yeah. And the other controversy around this movie, which is a little bit more complicated. I'm not going to like wade into this too deeply mm. because there's a lot of history that we are, the- <laughs> we're not experts on, but, uh, because, uh, Gal Gadot who plays, um, Wonder Woman in the new film is uh, Israeli. And, um, because, you know, military service is compulsory in Israel, uh, she served in the military mm. uh, at some point, um, has been banned in Lebanon. So Wonder Woman's been banned in Lebanon because Gal Gadot is this Israeli woman from the Israeli military who is the leader of this film. Uh, Israel and Lebanon have a very tumultuous history. <laughs> um, they've been in direct conflict as recently as 2006. Yeah. Uh, where Israel sent ground troops across the border and launched airstrikes after two Israeli soldiers were killed and three were kidnapped. And that um, was all from the top of your head. And from you CNN. Are off a from CNN. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we do fact check sometimes, yeah. you yeah. jerks. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, so that there is like a there has been some. Isn't the most fucked up part of all this like when you when you take away all the shit? Like we a couple of weeks ago, we're talking about you know, was it Russia that we wanted to ban Beauty and the Beast? Like this is a fucking superhero movie. Well, like it is, it isn't, it isn't. Like you kind of look at Beauty and the Beast and you kind of go, like for for me that's dumb because that was just like that's based on homophobia and yeah. just a really shitty attitude towards yeah. humans and just Russia being just a big old jerk, which yeah. is kind of their vibe right now. Be better, Russia. Um, yes, be be less jerks. Yeah. Um, but like the Lebanon Israel thing, you know, is is like banning this movie going to make you feel better, Lebanon? I don't know. <laughs> Do Dave and Neil want to wade into the very complicated history between these two countries? No, and ideally. The, the war <laughs> and the fact that, you know, many, many people have died during this conflict. And do we want to get in, into that? No. No, we don't. Um, in I, a word? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, so I guess the point of this conversation uh, was just to say this is a thing that's happening. Um, that this movie has been banned in Lebanon. Yeah. Is it dumb? Is it not dumb? We're not going to say anything email about that. Email us. Podcast. <laughs> no, no. Notthemusic.com.au. <laughs> Maybe. But email in a couple of days because, again, we're just working on that. One. Don't know what it's going to be. We'll work on it. Um, but in, an interesting sort of situa- situation. So this movie has caught a bunch of controversy. And it's, I guess it's slightly refreshing for a DC movie to be um, talked about, not because of how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> shit. Refreshing and shit at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can hope for the Joker standalone movie. I don't know. I don't know if I want that. I like Jared Leto. I don't care what anyone says. He's a great actor. All right. Well. And he got all of what? Six minutes in Suicide Squad? I don't know how I feel about that. Have you, did you even see Suicide Squad? Yeah, I did. You hated it? I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah it was just dumb. Yeah. It was so dumb. I remember watching and being like, there's like potentially a good movie in here somewhere. <laughs> like, had. Well, you know, it, from, the script been written on, you know, well, don't, a, a page bigger yeah, than a napkin, you know. Don't, but, don't quote me on this because, you know, I don't work at Warner. I'm not that much of a mole. But apparently, like, they had the movie all done and it was super, like, dark and cool and awesome. And then Deadpool came out and then someone said, no, 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 no we need to make this funnier and lighter. Because look at Deadpool. It's great and it's successful and it's made a lot of money. That's I, how I, they saw that. So I think it was Guardians, actually, that had come oh, out really? around the same time or had just sort of come out before. Well, basically what had happened, that they, they so David Ayer, who, who directed yeah. Suicide Squad, um, wrote the whole script in six months, I think, or six weeks. Uh, basically a short period of time. It was six something. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> six something. And apparently they just dived straight into the movie very, very quickly because yeah. they, were, they were trying to get it out as quickly as they could. Um, they did a first cut. And apparently it sucked. Yeah. Apparently they tested it and it just fucking sucked. Yeah. Um, so then they had two cuts, two recuts happening simultaneously. One was, uh, you know, the, the David Ayer mm. cut. And the other version was um, the, the company which had made the trailers mm. got to make their cut. Uh, and then they tested both cuts and apparently the, the one made by the trailer house uh, was the better Seen cut. Seen as more marketable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can kind of see that. Like, the, the movie's a, a fucking mess, but... I mean, Jared Leto has come out and said, he's like, I didn't even realise how little I was in this movie. Mm. Like, he said, like, from what he shot, like, he was one of the main characters. And instead, if you've seen the movie, he's in it. If you count up all these scenes, he's in it for no more than five minutes. Yeah. Like, if you really... He's, he's in, like, a, four scenes that go for like a minute each. But he said like, you know, in the initial filming process, he was, he shot a lot 
and he was barely in it. So mm. I don't know. I'm a Jared Leto fan. I'm a Joker fan. I have faith in both. I would see that. Look, I would um, see standalone. They're doing. I mean, they're doing the Harlequin standalone movie. So you would imagine that he's going to be in that. I think. I think this maybe just Warner just needs to just chill out for like five seconds. Just yeah. take a long, hard look at themselves, and just make some good decisions. Yeah. About about their Life. lives <laughs> and about the movies they make. Well, look. Let's let's wrap it up there. Shall let's, we? let's all have a look at our lives because we're going to get busy. <laughs> yeah. Talking about making theme songs and talking about making emails. Yeah. Maybe There's we'll do all those things next week. we got to deal with. Next week when we have a special someone in the studio. Oh. Would it be someone who's great, maybe? Is it Tom Cruise? Oh. Had him last week, yes! A lot of hits. We can say that now. We can say really big people are on the show. Yeah. Last week was big. Last week was big. Much bigger than this week. Yeah. Listen to last, last week's podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If this is your Just first, go back If one. this is your first podcast... <laughs> Go back, listen to last week. It was much better than this one. Uh, well, look, thank you so much. Owen, thanks for your time, buddy. I appreciate it.